Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hearts of Iron. Now before I get into this episode, I feel it, I feel it, opt to mention. Hoi 4 has been having a lot of problems since last episode, this whole week, so I don't, probably don't have as much content today, but I'm going to do my best, and with that, let's get into this week's episode, The Qing Dynasty. So with that out of the way, let me start by going through how my most recent game was. So, I just finished the Communist Poland from a couple episodes ago. And I decided, why not do Manchuria, right? Manchukuo, as it's known. Uh, we break away from Japan, and we'll reform the Qing Dynasty. Now, there's a couple caveats to that. First of all, you're a puppet of Japan. Second of all, it's kind of hard about the Waking the Tiger DLC. But... You know, I, I I figured it wouldn't be that big of a deal, right? You can still do whatever you want. And, um... The Civil War... I could easily fix the puppet thing with the, with the Civil War, right? So that's what I decided to do. I decided to go communist. I do the focuses and whatnot. And, eventually, Civil War breaks out. The country gets split in two. And, oh no, I don't control the capital. I'm not tagged as the country I want to be. So I have to turn on conflict commands for a little bit in order to tag the proper country. Because I wanted to be communist Manchuria. But I wasn't communist Manchuria. So I had to cheat a little bit. I'm sorry. But. Uh, okay, I win the Civil War. I. But, Keep in mind, I built up some stuff before this. I built some factories. I, I made sure I have enough infantry equipment. I trained up as many troops as I could. Okay? So, I have the... The Communist Party has most of the troops. And I easily win. It, it's not that hard to take out Manchuria. So, next thing... Next port of call was to start building up my navy. I have to build dockyards. I build dockyards. I'm still not going to have no supremacy in the Sea of Japan or in the Yellow Sea, because Japan controls all of that. So for now, I have to rely on the kindness of the USSR. I have to join the Comintern. I'm communist, so obviously Stalin automatically agrees. <sighs> and around this time, I decide to retake states in Korea, right? Uh, actually, no, I think it was somewhere in China. I think it was somewhere in northern China or Mangukuo. Anyway. I do this war goal. I call in the USSR. Now the USSR declares war on Japan. They send me, like, a bunch of expeditionary forces. In short, I end up with, like, 38 divisions. So pretty good trying to move into Japanese-controlled China. But... Since we can't get naval supremacy, an invasion of the Japanese home islands is going to be a lot harder. Now, remember back in the first episode I talked about Japan? This is going to be the flip side of the coin. Because I don't have the advantage here. Soviet Union has a shit navy, and I don't have any navy at all. What's my solution? Nothing. I truce with them. But that's not very exciting. So, what do I do now? I truce with them. I said I truce with them, right? Manchuria truces with them. But not the Soviet Union. 
But the Soviet Union is still fighting war with Japan. I joined the war again, and this time, my war support just stays up. Right? Because nothing's there to change it. So, yeah. This time, I decided it's time for real to occupy Korea, right? Because when we made the truce, Japan liberated it. Japan left the territory, but I didn't get it. I need to get it. That's my that's my shtick. Here's how it plays out from here. I I I line up all my troops on a defensive border on the Korean border, right? I try to slowly grind away at the Japanese forces. Um, you know, Soviets there too, right? They're helping me out. They're um, trying to push forward a little bit. But I'm just trying to slowly grind away at the Japanese forces. I'm trying to give them enough attrition so that they can't advance. So then, right when they can't advance, I advance and I push through their lines quite easily. And I break through to Korea. I go to the coast of the Sea of Japan and just cut them off. I cut off the Japanese troops in the that panhandle up there in North Korea. And now I can just keep pushing down. Soviets handle those guys being encircled up there. I keep pushing down. I take them down to Seoul. I take them down to the southern coast of Korea. I garrison the whole place. Korea's done. Where do I go from with China from here? China was a bit more complicated. Uh, Japan had been slowly advancing through my territory this whole time. And I didn't even realize it. Like an idiot. So, what I did then was... I... The Soviet Union moved troops down to Japanese-controlled China on my border. On my border. And they started pushing before I did. But once I get take Occupy Korea... Then the Soviet, then I move over there. I split up my forces and move over, and half of them move over there. The other half garrisons Korea. And we're fighting alongside the Soviets. We're moving through Japanese-occupied China really, relatively quickly. Reminder: We have China on our side. There, there's the Chinese United Front is still a war with Japan. So I have the Chinese United Front on my side. And I have the Kuomintang on my side. Japan is getting gangbanged. So what now? Um, it's pretty straightforward from here. We moved through China pretty quickly. I was actually quite surprised how fast it was. But here's where we get our crossroads in China, right? China is trying to take a back all of its former territory, but I'm trying to get as much territory as I can. I'm trying to occupy the Laodong Peninsula here. But since I'm not a major country, I'm definitely not going to get enough war score and not going to get enough victory points. And therefore, not enough war participation. Which means I'm not getting jack shit in the, tr in the peace deal. So. What do I have to do from here? I got shafted in the peace deal. China took all the territory that I conquered. From Japan. Mongolia took some. Manguku is dead. And I get Jack. 
Now, I think it's important to note that in history, Manchuria was occupied by the Japanese for the entirety of the war, right? It was a puppet state. And didn't get ceded back to China until the end of the war, when it was ceded to the CCP, the Communist Party of China. Uh, so I guess in a way, <laughs> excuse me, this is historically accurate because Manchuria, for much of modern history, has been communist, but not as an independent state. Fun fact: the last emperor of China died in 1967, and he was the leader of Japanese-controlled Manchuria. So, that's why, in the game, the official name for the for the country is Qing Dynasty. Because it's technically the Qing Dynasty, because it's under his control, even though the regime is called Manchukuo. So, it's the Japanese state of Manchukuo. So, that's a thing. <laughs> now, where do I go from here in the game? My most important target is trying to take back the former lands of Mangukuo. Mangukuo. Uh, just to clear. That requires leaving the common turn and declaring war on Mongolia. Which took most of it. So. I decide to leave the common turn. And do a civil war again in order to turn fascist. Now, two, one civil war is horrible for your country, but two civil wars is basically going to destroy the stability. So, again, I'm sorry, I have to use some console commands just to help myself out. It's purely just for personal reasons. I'm sorry, I'm not a cheater. Let's just keep going with this. I... Actually, I didn't finish the game from this point. So, let's see what we would do in this situation. Because, right here is where I stopped playing the game a couple nights ago. So, where do we go with this from here? I did the Civil War, right? I upped my stability a little bit, just a little bit. And, I'm going to try to turn fascist and join the Axis. I won the Civil War quite easily, but it was very hard fighting. It took a long time to capture Mukden. It took a long time to capture Mukden again. Uh, my capital. <sighs> Once I finally do that, I have like half the troops I did. My Soviet expeditions are gone. So I'm back I'm back to square one basically. I, I build up my navy from scratch. I have to try to rebuild all I can. But this time Japan's significantly weaker. So I am able to get let's Let's say I am able to get naval supremacy in the Sea of Japan this time. So now I'm fascist. I can probably take out Japan if I wanted to. But I'm not going to. Not yet. I have to join the Axis first. I have to gain their trust. So here's what I do. I try to have improve relations with Hitler, and I ask him to join the Axis. He says no the first time. I improve relations again. ask him to join the Axis. He does. From there, from there, I get some expeditions from him in order to strengthen up my army. They have to move all the way across Russia. Actually, no. Now they're probably gonna move move over um 
naval transports. How are we gonna move over the ocean? But uh, okay, I get the German expeditions, right? Japanese don't like this, but eh, we're in the same faction, so they can't really do anything about it. I still have a non-aggression pact with the Soviet Union, so that's the best case scenario right there. And keep in mind this is hypothetical. I, I talk like I'm actually playing this, but this is hypothetical. Uh, I have a non-aggression pact with the Soviet Union. I invade Mongolia. I take back the, Mangu the states of Mangukuo, and of course, I annex all Mongolia. Because why not? Qing Dynasty, they own Mongolia. Not my problem. Okay, so now the Soviet Union doesn't like me, and right after this peace deal, they cancel the non-aggression back. Okay. Well now, I have much I now have a much larger front with China. For one thing. And now I believe the best course of action would be to blockade them. So I asked the Germans for a lend lease of like convoys and ships and whatnot. And I blockade the Yellow Sea and the East, East China Sea and all that stuff. Right? So I cut them off. I declare war. I'm holding the line for a little bit. I cut I cut off their land border with, to Russia, and I cut off um uh, their sea routes. Okay, so I'm basically choking out China here. They're gonna lose resources pretty quickly, and if you hold a defensive order, chances are you're gonna grind down their troops pretty well as well. Once you do that, and you choke them out of all your re of all their resources. You'll probably be able to invade pretty quickly. I'd say Rush Nanjing, but then you can worry about all the rest of China. Uh, oh, what comes next? I definitely wouldn't annex all of China, at least not yet. It's way too big. You can use their um, colonial templates. You can use their you you can uh, decrease their autonomy, and you can use their uh, troops. You can use their manpower. That's one of the major things keeping puppets. But eventually, you do want to annex them because you know Qing Dynasty and all that kind of have to own China. Okay. So, it's all yours. What, what, what comes now? What comes now? You already annexed it. We already annexed Korea. Korea. Uh, what comes now? Uh, I, I would like to say Sinkang, but that's probably not a good idea. They're probably going to be guaranteed by the Soviet Union. That's your major thing. It's not going to work the Soviet Union, because you do not have the non-aggression back right now. <laughs> What you're going to want to do is get some mountaineering troops and start pushing in toward, in toward Tibet. Because Tibet is a gateway to the British Raj. And then at that, you have a foothold to start taking out the Allies. They have a lot of manpower. They have a lot of resources. You, get, you can exploit all those, and eventually you can probably take out the Allies relatively quickly. 
a lot of Britain's resources do come from the Raj, so once you take them out, Britain will be majorly lacking, for the, to say the least. And the best part is they only have a couple fronts with the Raj, so you only have a couple places to worry about, a couple choke points. That's good for them and bad for you, but if you weaken them down enough, you'll eventually get there. Uh, you can puppet the Raj, it'll probably turn into like the Chinese Raj or something, or the Qing Raj, I don't know. It definitely won't be the British Raj though, I'll tell you that. Um... There's a couple states in Hoi that do that. There's like, there's a Raj, it'll become like the French Raj, the German Raj, the Japanese Raj, depending on whoever owns it. Uh, there's the Dutch East Indies, which you got like the German East Indies, or the British East Indies. Well, British already, Britain already has the East, some of the East Indies. Like British Malaya. Um, German Honduras, kind of. Um, Uniform German Guyana. Take out the uh, German, yeah, German Guyana. If you take out the Netherlands, German Congo, there's lots of you can do there. I'm getting sidetracked, but around this time, you should be able to form that you should be able to actually reclaim the mandate of heaven and form the Qing dynasty. And waking the tiger, I know there's a whole focus tree for that, but I don't have waking the tiger, like I said, so we can reclaim the mandate of heaven. And, ta-da, you're, you're the Qing Emperor again. Right around now, you can probably take out, annex the rest of China that you puppeted. But now, it's time to take, it's time to take revenge on Japan. So, you probably have a pretty good navy at this point, even if you're still in the Axis. You probably still have a good navy. Well, you gotta start working on getting naval supremacy off the Japanese coast. Just so you can straight up invade Japan, invade Tokyo, invade the home islands, invade everything. It's gonna be pretty hard, so I definitely, I would definitely recommend using mountaineering divisions. Oh yeah, they're gonna move through, the, move through the mountains a lot quicker that way. Tanks might be good for like the urban areas, but yeah. In general, in Japan, it's very mountainous. You're gonna want a lot of mountaineers. I'm not near division. Yeah, I kind of like to bet. Okay, well, let's say you take out Japan now. What now? Well, you're probably pretty strong at this point. You have a lot of manpower. I say just straight up invade Sinkang and start working on the Soviet Union. Just worry on the Manchurian border for now. Um, they're probably not going to have a lot of troops besi beside on the Xinjiang border or on the Manchurian border. So, just worry about those two fronts for now. And if they get more, you can always draft more troops later. It's really not that big of a deal. But, Soviet Union's a big puppy. So it's going to take a long time. I recommend a lot of tanks and a lot of mountaineering divisions to get over the Urals. But if you take up Central Asia, you won't need those. You can just go right through. Just go around them, basically. So it doesn't even matter. But 
It's most that part of the world's mostly really flat, so tanks would probably do really well. It's just gonna take a really long time because conquering the Soviet Union sucks. Everyone I know that plays Hoi Four hates conquering the Soviet Union. It's 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 a giant. I'll tell you that. Probably the easiest bit we'll take out will be Central Asia. Central Asia, and once you push, if you do want to push past the girls, then do it. I don't really care. But once you push in, push through Central Asia, you have a pretty easy gateway to Eastern Europe. So you could pretty easily march through there as well and just take Moscow. At that point, you probably just surround the entire so the entire rest of the Soviet Union that lives in Siberia and just kill them that way. Just choke them out, right? They're not going to have any coast left except on the Arctic, which is useless. Um, but they have a lot of seas that they can make their capital, so that's a lot of victory points. Um, let's see, what else could you do? Probably could leave the, we probably definitely want to make the Soviets your puppet. That's a, that, that's a big, that's a big deal. A lot of factory, a lot of factories, a lot of manpower. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big puppy. A lot of everything. Oh yeah. Um, if you want to, you can probably leave the axes at this point. You don't really need them, given that given that you took out Japan. Let's. You probably did leave the axis. I'm sorry. I'm not good at pre-planning. I I just. Okay. So you took out Japan. I'm gonna assume you already left the axis. So might want to take out Germany now. It's a pretty big threat. If you already took out British Raj, you're probably gonna have the Allies on your bad side. So you can take out France and Germany pretty easily, but you're gonna have to naval invade places like Canada or Britain or the USA. But if you're gonna take out the Soviet Union, you could probably get to the USA from Alaska. Uh. So yeah, that's a hypothetical Qing Dynasty scenario. Hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I'm Chipper Carus. I'll see you all next week. Chipper out.